what's that sock called? You hold it down like this and it, it goes straight up and down. Yeah, it's a skill saw. Skill saw. No, okay. skill saw is a circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, jigsaw. Yeah. Jigsaw. jigsaw. No, a jigsaw goes out. No, jigsaw uh-uh. is a tiny little key so what, saw blade that what, is on a table for precision cutting. Yeah, it goes up yeah. and down. What about us? Uh, so I have like a... That's a, like, oh, if it's a gun, then it's a sawzall. Yes, okay, sawzall. sawzall. So then, yeah. uh, which I think is another one of those vice grip deals where that's just the name of a brand, it is not the actual type of saw. I don't know the name of the fucking saw. It's uh, a reciprocating saw is the actual name. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. what is the thing that goes up and down then? That's the jigsaw. That's yeah. the jigsaw. Yeah. Okay. So you then, have a handheld jigsaw. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I use I have a chop saw that you could use so you don't have to be worried. You have a chop saw? Yes. I'm gonna need that for my shiplap. Okay. Um (laughs) yeah. Big shiplap guy. Well, I gotta put it on the ceiling. Dude, you bathroom of your whole house. I was fucking working on that bathroom from I would probably say eleven AM till like seven thirty PM. That sucks. It actually was fun. What's up? Cody, we're on a podcast. Um, they can't hear you. You don't have a mic. Are we rolling on that deal? Yeah, we're rolling. We're live. Um, it's just... Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll show you. Cody, this is how we start every podcast. Um, they fight that the wrong way. I'll call the clubhouse. We'll book another 18 for tomorrow. Okay, they cheated on that. They fluffed their balls. Yeah, no better time for the breakfast ball than now. <laughs> So guys, uh, that's um, producer day one sh- for Cody. We can't tell anyone yet. He's their last segment. Oh shit! Okay, well, is yeah. he coming on the podcast? Yeah, he'll he'll hop on the chair for a little bit. Do God, I don't I don't feel like we should I don't feel like we should show his face right away. No, I think we, we should won't. hop in Jake's chair. Yeah, he's not coming down here. Okay, we no, we didn't even let here. Jake down here yet. Guys, yeah, this is my fifteenth episode on the show, and wow. this is your twelfth like, episode. It's like you're twelfth and three quarters because you've been late so many times that you subtract <laughs> time from episodes. That's very true. Um, actually, welcome we, back to the podcast. Are we gone? We're going, dude. Yeah. Oh, we what's are, up, guys? Uh, welcome back to episode fifteen of the Double Bogey Show. We're back. Um, Tyler, we have some we have some big time topics today. Um, um, yes, for one. It couldn't be a better day for you. The money line segment's wrapping up. We're going to talk about that right away. This is bittersweet. It is bittersweet. You know how much I love sports betting mm-hmm. and the fact that you just completely crushed the bit. Okay. It's okay. now over. So the bit is over and for good good measure as well. So I hate sports betting, but I was enjoying this Unless segment. Unless you're winning. I, I was enjoying this segment because it wasn't just a competition with myself. It was a competition with you. Yeah, that so never I ends like well. I like that. Uh, okay, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm undefeated in all breakfast ball skit competitions. No, uh, we not t- the reverse club. Okay, we didn't. I didn't know that was Castleton a competition. Golf course. Um, but anyway, I won the speed race. I won the first round of rat race. Um, yeah, we still have to do a tiebreaker for that, by the way. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to this. Uh, uh, hey, that, you guys this did year. go double or nothing at the end, so. I don't think there has to be a tiebreaker. Let's hone in. On we literally said at the end of the video, we're going to do a tiebreaker. Oh, really? Yes. I edited that video. How yeah. do I not remember that? Um, for those of you listening, this is a, this is just mumbo jumbo leading into the show. This is the cold open, as we'd like to call um, it. The coldest of opens. The coldest of opens. But Tyler, let's focus in on last week's Moneyline <sighs> segment. Um, do we have to, though? I think I put 8000 bucks down on... Uh, <laughs> oh. uh, I don't even remember who... Um, but well, I know he, oh, uh, John Rom. 
Yeah, uh, he and I lost. know he didn't win. He got he was tied for seventh at the end, which you know. Yeah, good try. Big clap. So I ran out of I put all of my money, all fifty dollars that I had left in the money line segment yep. on Hideki Matsuyama. Hideki Matsui. He, he tied for last place. So folks, Ryan is the champion of the money line segment. Um, if people want it back, maybe we'll bring it back, but we're gonna take a break from it for a while. Yeah. Uh did you win one bet? Um in any of those one segments? time. Um, I got a Vikings bet to hit like week two. Okay. And I was ahead of you. Okay, good. Yep. Yep. Uh, no, I, I had a lot of fun with it, Tyler. I think it was fun just to incorporate uh, a little bit of sports betting into what we do, uh, as, as an occupation. Yeah. So now podcasting, whatever it may be because of this segment, Ryan, I am now an expert in sports betting and all of our listeners have become experts in sports betting because obviously you're only going to find success if you try. So that is correct. Yeah. Um, you could be an expert if you just bet opposite of what Tyler's betting and you'll be, you would have made a lot of money. See, that's just it. That's how I was educating the masses. Yes. We did put out disclaimers though. Don't take our advice for what it is. Uh, take your own advice, maybe with a little help from us. And then flip it over. Yeah. So, um, we ended the, uh, we ended last week's segment. We ended this segment in general, me mm-hmm. losing with John Rom uh, winning the Tour of Champions. You lost, but you are a winner. I am a winner between mm-hmm. you and I. Yep. yep. Uh, just mm, it just fun. doesn't feel as good though. Um, so we're gonna wrap that segment up for for now. Put a bow on it now. and send it down the river. Yep. Um, NFL is coming to a close. Golf is just starting up. So it's hockey is just starting up. Well, hockey's aren't they January thirteenth. Oh, yeah, because they did the back. bubble this summer. Yep. yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, NBA as well. NBA as well. Oh, s- yep. Speaking of hockey, um, maybe a little sneak peek to our next video. It involves the ice. Are we ready for that? Yeah, I wrote it. Did you get goalie gear? Not yet. Oh, mm, whoops. Sorry. Um, that one will be yet to come. There's one before that. Okay. That is also on the ice. Okay. You tell me where to, you tell me where to be, Tyler. I'll have the skates laced up. I'll have those blades sharpened, and I'll be ready to... Cut some ice. Um, my blades are sharpened because I only skated once last year. Yeah, I usually I usually sharpen my blades with a rock, uh, with Jesus. like a sharpening oh, rock. Uh, you know, that's okay, just okay, Ryan. I like to have I like to have my blades sharpened exactly uh, yeah. to my liking. So Ryan also goes deer hunting with his bare fists. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or a switchblade. <laughs> Is Either there another way to do it? Right, you tell me, Tyler. I don't know. That's the only way I've ever hunted. Yeah, my bare hands. Um, wow, we were talking we about just rabbit holes. So this is far. Th- this is Tyler's excitement <laughs> for wrapping up the money line segment. So it's over, you guys. We'll bring it back another time. Um, later in the show, we're gonna get into Tiger Part One. Yeah, do you want to just jump right into it? Should we just jump into it now? Yeah. So if you guys haven't realized yet, there is a documentary on the life and career of Tiger Woods, the greatest golfer to ever live, um, arguably, uh, and Part one dropped last night, uh, which would be Sunday because we record on Mondays. And it's pretty freaking good, Ryan. Initial thoughts. What are your initial thoughts just off the dome? Initial thoughts. Even Tyler just clicking, just clicking the search tab. I bought it on Prime Video through okay. HBO. Um, and seeing the thumbnail for that documentary, white background, Tyler, t- mm-hmm. uh, Tigers in be- black and white. Holy shit! Gave me gave me some goosebumps. I'm like, what what is gonna happen? Because here's the thing, I do not remember Tiger from back when he was 
the best of the best. You right. know, back in 1997, 98 through 2000, 2004, um, you, I know a lot of Tiger in the last five years, let's say. Yep. So that's, that's one thing that's interesting watching episode one, because episode one is almost entirely taking place when we were like five, yeah. to, like three to five years old is when he, he started his professional career, like really taking stride in like 92, 93. Yeah. And I wasn't born until 94. So this is stuff that was happening while I was alive, mm -hmm. but it feels like decades upon decades ago. Uh, even just looking at the camera quality yep. from back then, it's is obviously a world of differences. Technology advances, but um, yeah, uh, what? So for those of you who don't who don't follow golf, uh, I think everyone can relate to Tiger Woods in general. Um, whether whether you're watching him as a golfer or just like an icon in the sport, to me, Tyler, just watching that documentary, he's the Jackie Robinson of golf, and oh. he's also the LeBron James of golf, which is wild because it happened. Like 50 years after Jackie. Yeah. There were court. Which is. How many sports? I don't know how many which show, I think that means golf was way behind, you know? Right. Like, think about that. It took golf 50 extra years to let uh, an African-American play on the tour in that sort of level. Yeah. And like, let on to all courses. But Jackie Robinson was running in the Olympics in 19, what was it? 42 or 30, what was it, 38? Wrong Jackie. Jackie, Jackie Robinson, Robinson yeah, the baseball, baseball player. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Are we talking like when uh, did he Jesse play? Owens? Yes, I'm thinking Jesse Owens. Yeah, okay. Jackie um, Robinson joined the major leagues in the early 50s. Yeah, but right, Jesse right. Owens was the the first black track runner to, to gold medal in the Olympics, correct? Yep. Yeah, late 30s, I if I remember so. correctly. Yeah, I think it was late 30s or early 40s, which I think he sets the standard for african-americans yep. in the sports world right so he was the first person to really do it mm -hmm. then it would be jackie then then tiger which that gap is unbelievable it's a long gap and uh i, I going back to your point of golf being behind i feel like they're still behind in a sense mm -hmm. they're now starting to catch up because uh you know just look at us for instance you have just average guys who are getting more into the golf world mm -hmm. and and like if we're getting into it, I feel like a lot of other people are also getting into it, and it's it's late for us. I'm I'm 27, you're 26. Mm -hmm. um, it's a sport you kind of pick up later in life, but you know. <laughs> but then you see the opening scene of this documentary, and Tiger's two years old. Two years old, going on national television with Bob Hope. Yeah, really? Yeah, the opening scene is him as a two year old with his dad on some talk show. Bob Hope is a guest; it's not his show. Yep. Um, then Tiger's teeing off in front of all these people. He says like three words because he's a cute little kid that can't talk. Yeah. And then he just pipes a drive in front of this live audience. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, no, pretty unbelievable. But uh, one thing that, you know, again, going back to me, just not knowing the the first half of Tiger's career, it's like there were courses that he was not allowed to play on when he was 16, 17, 18 years old. Yeah, like, which that, is insane. I know. Um, and I think he just, the way he was able to change the sport, um, not only for golfers and golfing fans, but for just average Joes like you and I mm -hmm. were before we got kind of got into the world. Um, he, he's one of the people that made it cool to be in golf. You yeah. know, it's not like this snobby, like, like these hoity toity people golfing, like the they made country club members. Yeah. They yep. made tiger look, he's like the cool guy. Yep. Like you want to be like tiger when you're on the golf course. Yeah. And I think Nike had a lot to do with that. So do you still think 
uh, Michael Jordan is more iconic than Tiger Woods uh, after yes, watching that documentary? I do. I still, they're so close though. I still think Michael's a little bit ahead because I mean, of his loud personality. Sure. And that's the only reason. Talent, it's, it's damn close. But Michael was so loud about his his personality was just way louder yeah isn't it crazy just to watch tiger these days and you know he's gonna he's in the latter half of his career he's gonna finish in the middle of the pack he might you know hit the top 10 obviously wins the masters a couple years ago um it's amazing to watch him now but also just remembering what he did back in the 90s and early 2000s and for me it's like it's a mindset thing the fact that he was able to basically just shut out his dad, the fans, the people calling him names that you shouldn't you shouldn't be calling other right. people. Um, you know, before before he won the Masters, uh, he stayed up all night crying his eyes out because yeah, he's written hate mail that from was, people. Yeah, Jake, you haven't seen it, right? No, I, yeah, I haven't yet. And so, these aren't crazy spoilers. So you, you no, saw it, yeah, you yeah, like, watch well, it in depth, but I mean, it's a. It's it's a documentary about real events. The spoilers, so, yeah. the spoilers have happened, right? Yeah. Um, but the <laughs> night before Sunday of his first Masters, he was getting hate mail and death threats, and people were calling him the N word on the course for the first three days. Mm. And he didn't sleep the night before. And then he went back and won the Masters. Didn't he set the record at the time? I think he won by like was it like fifteen fifteen strokes? strokes. With all of that going on, and he's what was he twenty years old? Yeah, something like that. That is batshit crazy. He is the greatest. I, um, I have goosebumps right now. Dude, I, I genuinely think, I think within their own sports, uh, if you're going to make the comparison, because when The Last Dance came out, it was like the big comparison. Everyone was going, is it LeBron or is it Michael Jordan? Mm -hmm. You know, I think the fact that this documentary comes out and there's no other person that you could put in second no. place. Yeah. Zero. That's a good point. There is, there's no other, I, the only other person that I can maybe think of is Arnold. Well, Jack Nicklaus is brought up. Yeah. Jack Nicklaus too. But like, uh, is it Nicholas or Nicklaus? Nicholas. I've, I've said Nicklaus my whole life. It's Jack Nicholas. It's Nicholas. It's Nicklaus. Um, anyway, they need anyway. to make a hard Jack Nicholas. They need to make a, like a Jack Nicholas, uh, uh, Vodka um, and lemonade. Vodka, lemonade, and sweet tea. <laughs> yeah. Called a Jack Nicholas hard seltzer. <laughs> no. Um, yes. I. But anyway, no, that's a really good point. I, that's what I think makes me think that even within their own sports, Tiger's super way more culturally relevant. Like but here's I the just, thing. Yeah. The younger people watching Tiger to this day, they don't see him as that. So I think mm -hmm. this documentary was needed because... Now you get to see the the mindset of his dad. I didn't know his dad was a Green Beret. He Dude, was in the military for how many years? Is his dad a villain or a hero? That's the question in the documentary I that you need to answer the, yourself. That's the biggest debate I think that we because the it's it's cut and dry. Tiger's the best. Yes, but is he the best because because of his dad? Or is his dad holding him back or making it harder on him? Well, see, and one it's, thing... It's so tough to decide. His dad, dude, was on him all the time. He wouldn't let him play other sports. Uh, when they would golf when he was a kid, his dad was always talking and, like, jingling talking his, his keys back, and his back, his back swing. Yep. Uh, uh, he, when Tiger was going for a putt, his dad would come by and, like, hook his putt with his putter. Yep. And, uh, like, obviously, it would just, like, stop him from... So he'd have to completely huh. reset... Um, but just constantly getting into his head, getting into his head to see how he was then going to react to it. And I feel like a lot of, if you put a kid in that situation these days, they'd crumble 
instantly. Oh yeah, and like there was this thing with his high school girlfriend. Like when he was winning, he won like four amateur tour championships in a row. Um, he came home from college a day early and then told his parents he wasn't coming till the next day. And he stayed at his girlfriend's and his dad lost his mind. And so, his mom lost her mind. Yeah. Too. And his mom was just as intense. So she, she would whoop his ass. Yeah. <laughs> really? she said, they call it spankings, but she would just whoop his ass. Yeah. This little tiny lady. Um, and then he followed that up with a note to his high school girlfriend saying, of three years, he just broke up with her on, yeah. on a note on some notebook paper. Yeah, uh, you've basically, you know, you you, ha you haven't really contributed much. You have ru mm -hmm. almost ruined my career. This is all your fault. Um, I think we should break up. Sincerely, Tiger. Yep. It's and that's wild, man. And that's a hundred percent on his like. That's his parents saying that, not yes. him. Yep. So I wonder what Tiger thinks to this day, like about that relationship with his girlfriend, with his parents, about this documentary in general? Do you yeah. think he's watched it? Um, I would say so. And so from Tiger's perspective, does he, he obviously needs to sign off on something mm -hmm. like this, correct? I would think so. Okay. Not really. So if they don't use him in it, it's all public. They have to get the rights to the footage from whoever broadcasted it. And he he's yeah. not in it so far. No, and I think he will be in episode two because it's only two parts. Which sucks also. So I think that like <laughs> they're getting everyone else's perspective. Okay. And so you can form your opinions from what everyone else is saying and then they're going to have Tiger come in and speak on it. Okay. Um, I think that's a really good way to do it. I think so I think too. So. I, think, I think you can't make a documentary like this without having Tiger be in on it, especially because I've heard that it's pretty scathing at some points. Um, it hasn't like, got it. It ended it with a teaser of talking about his downfall. Yeah, because oh. I, you can't talk about Tiger's rise without yep. talking about the downfall. And, you know, I think I think this brings up one of the most important questions is like, can you enjoy and be proud of someone's legacy within like a sport or an mm -hmm. art or something like that uh, and ignore the context of their personal life outside of it? Well, that's that's one like a, a moral debate that's happened for for years yeah, decades it's not like just can you can you separate the art from the artist so like when a singer songwriter does something despicable can you separate their music sure. from the person yep because yeah. the music is still good it's the same thing can you separate the gameplay from when tiger was doing some pretty bad shit yeah yeah uh one thing that kept crossing my mind the whole time i was watching part one was the PNC Championship, Tiger Charlie, completely different relationship. I mm -hmm. feel like than then, Tiger and Earl because how scarred Ti Tiger was right. from uh, you know from his upbringing, bringing from what his dad put him through. Well, um, just, good it, and bad. He he has nothing in all of episode one. There was nothing but good things out of Tiger's mouth about his dad. Yeah. So it's one thing for us to sit here and judge his dad when the only person I think that's technically allowed to judge him is Tiger. Correct. You know, so if Tiger has still respects the guy, yeah. then I think that says something about what we should think about the guy too. Yeah. But it is cool thinking back to like how happy he was when Charlie was Eagle in par fives, yep. you know, shit like that. So that's why I'm excited for the, the, the future of golf, the mm -hmm. future of Charlie Woods, because if Charlie Woods doesn't want to golf, his dad's not going to make him golf. Right. And, and there's that whole bit about Earl's like, yeah, Earl said he would be happy if he was a bowler, if he played tennis, anything. But we all knew that if Tiger didn't golf, Earl was going to be upset. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. One thing that was up in the air for me was like, was Earl his coach? Or who was coaching Tiger like on his actual game? 
Um, I think Earl and then that that uh, assistant pro that okay. was friends with Earl. Okay. Um, because I, to me, like, you know, they don't talk about Earl Woods as the golfer. They talk about him as like the dad, the the mental side of the game type mm-hmm. of guy. Um, so that was one thing that just wasn't answered for me. Maybe I missed it. But uh, I think you're right, Tyler. It was uh, an Earl and the assistant pro were, I won't spoil this for you, but they were they were buddies. They were doing they yeah. they were doing shit together. Yeah, I saw it. No, I know. I'm not going to oh. spoil it for anyone else. Um, yeah, they were up to some shit. Yeah. So you'll have to go watch that. Um, and uh, the ending to part one was, uh, wow, what a cliffhanger. Yeah, like they barely introduce his wife, Elin. Yep. And then all of a sudden, like the last thing is just Tiger's getting into some trouble. Because... Then, like some quick cuts. Yeah, because someone walks in a screen on the interview set, sits down and says... So what do you what yeah. do you want me to who talk about? Who was that? I don't know who that was. I know who it was. Okay, you'll have to tell me after. Okay. I will do that. Um, um let's end let's end the tiger discussion on more of a happy, lighthearted note. Who in this documentary has popped out to you as the most electric? Because I think it's Tiger's caddy. That guy is hilarious. Uh Mr. He was, Williams. He was kicking reporters' cameras out of their hands on the golf course. The most electric <laughs> person. Yeah. Really? He's like, get this camera out of his face. Then he goes yeah. up and kicks the camera. Yeah, I would have to agree. You know what What I I wish they would have done is to dive into the caddy and tiger relationship more because... Maybe they will. There was a... We do have a part two coming. There was a big time downfall with uh, with Mr. Williams, the caddy. I will plug the Golf Network has a whole documentary dedicated to the caddy. Oh, and, shit. Uh, Tiger's caddy is in it. And they do a whole bunch of famous people's caddies and stuff like that. And they talk okay. about old caddy lifestyle. Go give it a watch. It's actually pretty good. I don't know where you can stream it or whatever, but I caught it on the Golf Network one day and it was great. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, I like him. I like, I think it's Nick Faldo. Never heard of him yep. in my life. Apparently, Paired up with he, Tiger in the Masters. Apparently he was pretty damn good. Yep. Um, but he had a lot of bits about how like you would barely piss Tiger off and then he would just Michael Jordan it. Yeah. Just use that as absolute fuel to the fire and then crush everyone else. <laughs> the zone that Tiger would get in, mm-hmm. he would be... What did they call? It? They didn't. Uh, they call it like like um, Zen golf. They said uh, yes. They he, said that he taught himself how to hypnotize himself yes. on the course. He would hypnotize what? himself into t- zoning out everything. The only voice he could hear was his caddies. I need to work on that here at work. I need to fucking <laughs> yeah. hypno- hypnotize yeah, myself here at work. Hypnotize hypnotists. ourselves to not hear Jake. Yeah, just to not hear anybody <laughs> in general. I think uh, that could uh, come in handy for a lot of people. Yep. Pretty unbelievable. Um, but guys, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, if you haven't seen part one of the Tiger documentary, it's on HBO. You can get it through Amazon Prime. Um, you'll have to go check it out because it's electric. It's it's free on HBO. It's free oh, on it's HBO, free. but yeah. it's 15 bucks a month if you think about it. Mm. I use my buddies from college. Okay, Tyler. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Right, Why do we it. do that? Because. <laughs> uh, we're back. We're live. Um, what's up? Um, we got some big, big news on the breakfast ball front, Ryan. Yeah, are we gonna are we gonna swap? There? Not yet, not yet. Okay. We'll leave well, Jake in. We want we want to get his thoughts. All right, um, Jake is still here with us. Jake yes. is still here, um, but not we for ha- long. We have oh, a, <laughs> um, depending on today is a big. It's an interview for us. Actually, this is a live there, interview. There is a new face um, uh, for the breakfast ball brand. Um, a new face on this side of the camera, but actually, you've seen him before. You've heard him before on this podcast. Uh, we actually poached somebody from the <laughs> On Tap with the Boys crew from episode four, our first ever interview. Yeah. 
We stole their producer. Yeah, as shitface as Tyler was that episode, yep. he was managed. He managed to. It was all a game. I yep. made myself seem way more fun than I really am. You made yourself feel vulnerable. Yeah, you know, yep. like they like, could take you over. Oh, but. I could get in with those guys real easy. That guy's drunk as shit. Wrong. I stole you. <laughs> I built. I Bill Belichick my way into the draft to get Trevor Lawrence. Yep. <laughs> yep. But uh, so. Jake, um, what are you thinking, man? Uh, you've been with us for a long time. You're still going to be shooting some of the skits. Um, to, he is? Wh- what are your thoughts? Yeah. Wh- okay. Until uh, until new guy uh, proves his worth. Okay. You know, um, it kind of hurts me as a man a little bit because not only am I getting uh, essentially kicked off a golf podcast, I'm getting thrown into our girls' podcast. Yeah, so you're on the Hot Dish podcast. Yeah, I'm on the Hot Dish podcast. You can't, you can't lie. You enjoy the Hot Dish. It's a great podcast. Yes. I have a blast. Here's your chance on your podcast. on your Sayonara episode to plug the podcast you're on. Thank you. Go follow at the Hot Dish Pod on Instagram. You can find the Hot Dish anywhere. Okay. You thank you, Jake. Anyway. <laughs> Just kidding, though, guys. They're a great no podcast. You. you can find them. It's part of the You Betcha Network. They're really, really fun. Um, it's a different aspect um, of the You Betcha brand. So Jake is doing a good thing over there. His name on that podcast is Vodka Boy, yeah. which um, kind of upsets me because you've not gotten me a vodka drink one time on this podcast. Yeah, I think I've maybe poured a total of two vodka drinks since I've been working here at You Bet You, yeah. but the name Vodka Boy sticks. Jake, I don't uh, I don't care if this podcast starts at 8.30 a.m. We want a vodka. Um, Ryan right, loves boys. Bloody Marys. Oh, ah. we should start drinking Bloody Marys on this podcast. Uh, I'll take a screwdriver then. I'll... Well, I usually start my morning, Tyler, with like an eight ounce glass of tomato juice, uh, with a little bit, a little bit of salt, a little bit of Lowry's on top. Yeah, and then you cook a whole bunch of breakfast sausage, and then maybe a cheeseburger, and then you just throw it in the tomato juice, right? And then I get plugged up for the next three days. That's so gross. Yeah, that's a great idea. Anyway, Jake. (laughs) Anyways, Um, yeah, Cody's joining the podcast. He's going to be sitting in my chair. Cody, don't don't fuck this up. Um, do you have any Jake, advice for him? You cannot oh. say that, Jake. The amount of times that Captain you've been late. <laughs> Cody was here before me today. Don't hey, Cody, don't fuck this up. Meaning, uh, make sure you premiere the podcast the day it's supposed to be premiered. And just because be Jake here forgot to time. do that last week. Uh, I shouldn't have said a single thing. Okay, do you have advice for him before you you sing your swan song? uh, Yeah, I do have some good advice for you. Cody's sitting next to me, uh, listeners. Uh, Cody, my advice to you is watch the golf tournaments every single weekend. It'll help your podcast. Because I'm not going to. Just check the leaderboard. Yeah. Yeah, just see what the leaderboard is doing. Uh, Just just watch him. Spend a little time. Get more into the golf side of things. Uh, You know? Maybe buy yourself a new putter or something like that. Make you feel good. Make you feel involved in the golf scene again. And um, yeah, don't forget to kiss the ground you're standing on whenever you hit a birdie. Because that's the best or feeling Or kiss ever. the ground that I'm standing on. Because I always hit birdies all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. It's... This fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who, me or Jake? Both of you. <laughs> These fucking guys. Um, I think that's really good advice, Jake. Uh, now, I want to see if Tyler has any parting words with Jake as far as like See, hey, <laughs> I think you can do a little bit better Tyler that was nice I could have been so much meaner Tyler now we appreciate you producing um, when you decide to show up um, and nice. I do appreciate the skit stuff that's yes. that's that's genuine and honest you did a really good job with the skits Jake I try um, please stop crying it's okay guys um, <laughs> without any further ado <laughs> I'll, I'll, we're swapping the hot seat. Here you go, Cody. Uh, no. Thanks, Jake. See you, dude. Yeah, and 
<laughs> we won't you. forget, Fuck you know, <laughs> what Jake was doing at the time. He was also doing a lot of other stuff. Yeah, I know. We we're all super busy. So the skits, he'll be back on. Don't worry. He'll be back on. He'll be now the the only downfall for Jake is that he can't golf on the company card uh, Tuesday mornings. Oh, he could, but Miles would just be pissed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, Jake, you're done. Mute the mics, Cody. I all don't right. even know how. Oh, well, welcome. Super new. fresh. Oh, super yeah. New. Also, his name is Cody. Guys, we want to introduce uh, the newest producer slash videographer for the Breakfast Ball crew. Hello. Cody. Cody, what is up, my guy? Not much. Just fresh in the studio. You sound nervous. Are you nervous? I'm a little bit nervous. I'm not going to lie. Why are you nervous? I don't know. You shouldn't be nervous, Cody. Cody had his own podcast before. That's mm -hmm. where we got him from. Uh, we think you're going to do a great job. Um, I get very demanding at times, uh, <laughs> but it's not like me trying to be, it's not me trying to be overbearing. It's just when I have something in my mind, I need to get it out into the world so that other people don't forget and I don't forget. Um, one thing about me that you'll want to know. I'll come at you a couple times here and there. In a good way, though. In a good way. We're going to make right. this work. Um, <laughs> um, so Cody is going to step into Jake's shoes as far as the breakfast ball page goes because we have been growing very, very fast. Yes. And Jake is doing all sorts of shit, and he does not have time for everything. So we brought in some help. Yep. Um, you guys met Jared on the stream last week, and Cody is going to be taking over Breakfast Ball. He's going to be doing a bunch of raging workaholic stuff, um, Miles's podcast, um, and we got a few other roles that we'll be working him into as well. But those are his main two gigs to to start. But if there's anything with this company, Cody, hats change often. So be on your toes. Be ready to go. Um, do good work and we'll, we'll keep you around. Absolutely. Yeah. One thing too is, uh, we found this out when Cody came to visit probably a month, two months ago, he can play a little bit. He can swing the clubs a little bit. Yeah. You yeah. might have to get him in front of the camera, get him part of a couple of the skits. I want redemption on uh speed run. I need to, we got to get Cody on the speed uh, run. I'm going to be training, dude. So I can beat both of you instead of just beating you, Tyler. You didn't beat me. I won. I've been running, I've been running uphill six miles in the snow this off season. I haven't done shit and I'm still going to win. Wow. I do remember on the little fun round that we did, I think uh, we did beat you in the they simulator. Did. Well, no, they beat us for sure. No. Yeah, yes. they beat us bad. So really? I'm, you had me on your team. I'm 100% of the time I've ever played against Ryan, I've beat him. So I'm off to There's a good no way that they beat us. They did, Ryan. No. <laughs> <laughs> really? He's just going to know this into existence. I no, they, okay. they won by like four strokes. No shit. Yep. Okay. Well, that's that. I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> I also didn't hit a single drive on that simulator further than 50 yards. So Yeah, I know. Yeah. I held us back a little. That was rough, Tyler. Um, but no, today, guys, we want to go through uh, a top three with yeah, the boys now. We got uh, Cody in house first time. It's been a while since you and I have done a top three, mm -hmm. Tyler. So today, guys, we're going to talk about our top three superstitions on the golf course. This can range from anything uh, regarding pre-swing routine, what beer you're drinking on the first tee box, anything from start to finish on the golf course, any superstitions you have. Tyler, what is your third biggest superstition when it comes to the golf course? Okay, so you literally just said it, so thanks. Um, <laughs> but when I'm about to take a shot off the tee box, I do the same exact thing every time regardless of the shot. Okay. I set up the same exact way. I take the same amount of practice swings, which is just one. 
Yep. Just one practice swing. What if it doesn't feel good? Nope. It's just, that's that the mean, one. That's good. If that I means, got, if it doesn't feel good, that means I got it out of the way. Yep. That means the next one is, is that's money. At least what makes sense in my head. I set my feet up the same way. I do a little friggin' happy dance sort of thing. You bounce around on your feet a couple times left and right. Um, and then I always, you got to relax the grip a little bit and then you re-grip. It's the same thing every single time. It's muscle memory burnt into my head. And if I don't do it, if I'm being rushed, no chance in hell am I going to hit it straight. Is and it the same timing too every time? Pretty much, yeah. Really? Unless Ryan loves to talk to me when I'm trying to take my practice swings. So that throws it off every well, time. Well, so for me, like I... I don't really see that as part of like your, I don't see that as part of your, it's my ritual, you hitting the ball, but that is, that is, it's all part of it uh -huh. for you. Um, now I know. And I think that's why you don't want to change your swing, is which because is because you have a, a superstition pre swing warm up. Um, another thing, that's why the sand kicks my ass because oh. you can't down your club and I need to down my club as part of my ritual. Well, I think you just need to explore I, explore the world of golf a little I, bit, Tyler. I weirdly have a lot going on in my head on the golf course when it really seems like I don't. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Jesus, Tyler. Yep. Need a you couple more screwdrivers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the longer I drink, the less of a ritual it becomes. Do you down your club in the sand? In the in the sand? No. Okay. That's I I hate that, but I follow the rules because when I I've started to play golf enough now. To where I want to know my real scores. Yep. So I'm not taking cheap drops. I want to know what I'm actually scoring. Yep. And I don't cheat in the sandbox. Um, God, there was one rule that I cheated on all year last year and didn't realize it was a rule until the end of the year. Now I can't remember what it is, but we'll come back to that. Cody, what is your number three golf superstition? Number three, um, I'm a specific tea guy. Like Ooh. I have to have mm. a specific tea. And I found these martini teas. Sure. Uh, like you like those seven years ago. I love them because there's like a specific notch on my tea that goes to the ground. Yep. And it has to be the same height. Mm -hmm. If I use a wood tea or lose it and have to use someone else's, it drives me nuts. Throws the entire game off for me. So you so. always pick your tea up after your tea shot? Every single time. Gotcha. Well, those, those martinis, martinis they, they don't last break. forever. Yeah. 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 Okay. At like a 45 degree angle so that it's like angled forward. Mm -hmm. Extra Less distance. Less drag on the ball. Yeah. Oh, shit. Right. Yep. Big aerodynamics huh. guy. Yeah. No, get into the science of the golf swing. So the martini tea, those are the big ass heads. Yes. Huge. They're like a quarter of the ball, it looks like. So, but if you miss, especially with a 45 degree angle forward, you're getting a lot of tea in less ball. Maybe. Hey. I don't know. Hey. That's why you don't miss. I can mean, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. That's Tiger Woods' number one rule to his son, Charlie. Hit the ball in the middle of the club face every single time. Easy. We'll worry about the rest later. It's an easy game. Um, I like that. I am not a specific tea guy. I will just grab whatever one is in my bag now. Freaks me out. But I'm also not the type of person who says, hey, can I borrow a couple teas? You know, right. I'm going to have my own. I just don't know what they are. Right. Uh, but when you when you find a gem of a tea, you kind of just keep that one in your back pocket for the following rounds until you lose it, until you break it. Are you a wood or plastic tea guy? Doesn't matter. Really? Whatever I grab. It just has to be oh long gosh. enough. The short stubby guys can't do those. Um, I use those on all par threes, the short stubby ones. I just find I just find a, a tea head <clears throat> at the tea box. Yeah, the thing with that though is you never know if you have it the exact same height. I'm also big on making sure my ball's teed up the same height every time. I will notch on a wooden tee, I will notch, make a mark on it with my thumbnail 
and put it to that notch every time. I, I <laughs> in in all fairness, I only do the martini teas with a driver or wood. I okay. don't do it with iron. So yeah. just grab the little tea off of the like a broken one off the yep. tea box or yeah. whatever. For Tyler, how does that work out for you? Um, I'm way better on par threes than I am with my driver. So. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Um, I would say that my third biggest superstition is. I'm a big caffeine guy. Remember, mm-hmm. I like to be jacked up on the course. Uh, <laughs> I will, I will rip a five-hour energy before every single round, before Seriously? every single hole, before every round, every single hole. Yeah. Uh, typically, it's so it takes me about eight minutes to get from my house to the course, and I'll either rip it in my garage at my house or like right when I get to the parking lot. That's insane. Is but, that sustainable? Here's the thing. Okay? It may it, it, it sometimes it gets me a little jittery and it gets me a little nervous. And I mean that's just what caffeine does to a guy. Um, I don't know why I keep doing it, but I for some reason think it works. And I just I want I want to bring high energy to the course. This uh this isn't gonna make my list, but I want to share this. Um, when we golfed at a certain course, there is a gas station right next to it, and every single time we golf at that course. I have to go to that gas station and get a slice of breakfast pizza and an energy drink. <laughs> Nothing better to get yeah. to get the healthy juices flowing than a piece of greasy right. pizza and yeah. a sugary energy drink. And then I usually golf like shit there. So I wonder why. But gotta I, be the pizza. I, I, it's something. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, okay, I like that. No, that makes sense. I, I you do rip a lot of five hour energies all the time because my rounds are not going to take five hours so i'll have complete energy for the whole entire <laughs> round that's how that works i think right yeah uh, yeah um all right tyler what's your second golf superstition okay i am notorious for being the first one to the course every Always. single time we golf and you also have a kid yeah um i just get there early and every time i get there early, i have i do the exact same routine on the putting green before you guys get there no shit every time i take three balls I hit nine chips. You, you chip the ball, each ball, three times. Then I hit nine putts. And then if you guys aren't there by that, I just repeat over and over and over and over. Nine chips, nine putts. Nine okay. chips, nine putts. Hmm. I would love to be a fly on the wall inside of your head on that, that green session. I mean... I play way better on the putting green than I ever do on the course, That's which, true. Is, which is how it goes. <laughs> yeah, That's right. true, Tyler. Um, interesting. I'm learning more about you just off this one segment. Well, <laughs> so Maybe if, if you ask me more questions, Ryan, you would know. Now, if I was Earl Woods, I would come and completely screw that routine up for you just to see if you could get by. Which would make me a better golfer in the long run, but I don't want to be a better golfer in the long run. I want it in the short run. You want to be able to beat me? I'm going to beat you. It's not an able... Ryan, there's just going to be one day where you have an off day and I'm going to be on. So here's the thing. I'm going to show up before Tyler to every single round this next year. Uh, <laughs> you're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's, he doing? what's he doing here? I, I'm, I'm not hey, the first one on the course. If you're there or not, it doesn't matter. Look, the only reason you guys show up right at our tea time so you guys don't have time to chip. If you guys were there on the practice screen with me, it wouldn't change my routine. I also don't have time to think about like that round for the day. And I think that I, I stay out of my head a little bit more by showing up right at tea time because you got to hop on, you got to hit, and you got to go. I just like it. It's nice to have a routine. It's peaceful. You assholes aren't there yet, <laughs> so I can enjoy the course by myself. I get it. I get it. Tyler's yep. sitting down having a cup of coffee with the clubhouse manager, <laughs> hanging out. 
And Two hours later, we show up. I do bring a cup of coffee. <laughs> when you're doing that routine, is there like a specific three balls you only use for the practice? No, but the three that I grab for that practice will be the first three I use on that round. Really? No shit. That's not a bad idea. They actually. go in my front mesh pocket on my bag, and those are the three I use. And if I use all those three, then I have to dig deep. But those are the three. I try to use those three for that round because that's a good round for me if I if I don't use three rounds, yep. three balls. Are they all matching? No, I know a lot of guys that no, are real I, superstitious. Yeah. They have to be the same ball throughout the whole round. In my head, that's like why what I decide to use as my first ball is whichever one I'm chipping best. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And I like to use different brands because I do sort of comparisons in my head as I play. Jesus. Um, you might I've, be crazier than me, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'm a little bit worried. I'm yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just, like, whoa, this is... I just like the little things, you know? I get it. I yep. get it. I'm not changing my goddamn swing, though. Yes, you are. <laughs> Travis Fulton said you have to. I will dissect the ball and, and the tees and make sure everything's the same, but I won't fix my jacked-ass swing. I'm sure that'll help you a lot, Tyler. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. All, right, All right, Cody, number two. Uh... I'm a big multiple swings, like practice swings. Oh, that's the worst. In fear of like, if the first one was too good, I don't want to waste the good swing on my practice swing. Yep. I know that's really strange, <sighs> but uh, I always, as soon as I do first practice swing, if it just feels good, I always take a second one No because shit. I don't want to waste the good swing on my practice swing. I get it. I get it. I... But then you're wasting another good one if your second one's well, good. Usually I'm in my head about it because then, then the second one's bad. And then and it's you're like, like, all okay, right, I got to get good, it together. It's bad. Now I'm good. <laughs> yeah, right. What? It doesn't make sense. No. But it's just, it's like automatic. I just do it. I don't know why. So Ryan's notorious. You take a lot of practice swings too. No. You did when we started. No. I remember <laughs> I, it's in a vlog. We did it once. Like I counted your practice swings and you took like five. No. Yes. I did. I do. Prove it. That. Thank you. I was watching the Prove vlogs. it. Do remember that. What vlog was it? The lost vlogs that never got released. Like we did a counter. No. No. Yeah. No. There was something about it on the vlogs or on a bit. It I was the bit of uh, the, it, we're at Perm Golf Course, and I did that for the video. Like the guy who takes no, too many practice. Swings. I know, I know, but Ryan, it, there is, there is one on the. Please block. pull it up. I'll find it because <laughs> sometimes I take zero practice swings. I, yeah, I know, but you you do take a lot of practice swings every once in a while. I feel like the only way that this why happens. Are you, why do you feel so attacked? Because right now? I don't want to be the guy who takes too many practice swings. That's <laughs> not the guy I want to be. Okay, well now it's in your head, so don't just don't be that guy. I won't because I don't in the first place. Okay, Ryan. We have video proof. We're going to look this up. We will confirm on this. <laughs> I don't believe you one bit. But my second superstition, superstition Tyler, is my first ball will always be kind of shitty and a little bit dirty. Oh, I get that because that's the one you're most likely to lose. Correct. Yeah. Why is that? The first shot of the day. Just maybe give it a 50% swing so you don't lose it. It's but that, even then, I still lose it. It's that five-hour energy course in three <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be. And then by hole six, like I start to settle down. I'm like, oh, wow, the caffeine must be wearing off. So maybe I should just start with no caffeine. That um, would make sense. I uh, think maybe rip a second five-hour energy on hole two. Yeah. yeah. Even it out. Yeah. And then I get, uh, I'll get uh, 16,000% of my daily intake of B12. <laughs> <laughs> you, you take a five-hour energy on hole one and then a melatonin tab on hole three. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Talk about, talk about a system. <laughs> just constant highs and lows. Yeah. And like one day I forget it and I'm just like freaking out on the course. I gotta like run back to my truck real quick. <laughs> hole seven. <laughs> um, I like that. Yeah. But no, I'll use like a pro staff or... Uh, like, uh, 
I don't know, top Sri- right. like a Srixen. Usually I a ball like that Srixens. I, I have, uh, I think I have like four or five sleeves of Pro V1s that have never been opened out of the box. <laughs> They're sweet to have in my bag just to have. But you don't want to use them. But I don't want to use them because I'm going to lose them. Soft flex. It's just like opening your bag and you got some Pro V1 sleeves in there. People go, oh, damn. <laughs> he's good why do you think I have the bag I have I have the tour bag you have the biggest bag of all time it's a tour bag Tyler yeah it's annoying um, I had to do a caddy video and haul his bag around it's like it sucked is it true if you don't use it you lose it not in golf if you don't use those Pro V1s you're not going to lose them very true I don't think that's what the saying was implying 40 year old virgin Tyler see I know my movies <laughs> You are an, a movie savant. <laughs> you got it. All right, Tyler. No shitty balls from or no good balls for me on the first first tee box. What's your uh, what's your your third or your top superstition? I am weirdly attached to my gap wedge. Is that like your one ten? Like ninety? I don't even know the degree, but I love that club. Holy I will shit. use it anywhere from. 150 to no one eighty two one forty and in I'm hitting it out of the sand I'm hitting I'm hitting it off the fringe I'm okay. hitting it from one forty when I know I hit my nine one forty every time on a half swing yeah well and we were talking about this before it's like uh, what are the three favorite clubs in your bag and I feel like that would be one of them that's, for you that's one two and three really yeah I love my gap wedge but it's starting to come off you should start putting with it I could yeah I know people who putt with like their nine irons yeah but you're supposed to putt with like a four. Because it's flatter. Yeah. Like the guys that they are just, that. they just bring their five iron with them. They drive with it. They approach with it. They chip with it. They putt with it. Yeah. That's why the super stick is nice because you can go from a driver to putter <laughs> to, a in a neg- to a negative degree. Yeah. Yep. Cody, give us your biggest superstition, your third stu- superstition on the list. I'm a little bit afraid to tell you guys because oh, I know gosh. I'm going to get some flack for this. Are you going to still be in the producer chair after this one? Honestly, I don't know. Oh, here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a flip flops on the golf course guy. Oh, why? Dude, I've heard of people golfing barefoot. Yeah, but not. And flip-flops. I actually like that. Barefoot's fine, but flip flops don't make any sense. Here's the thing. You're supposed think- to have grip. They're designed <laughs> to flip and flop. <laughs> I knew flippity floppity for this, but I think m- what's most enjoyable about it is seeing everyone who's like really big into the golf shoe game. Like how just befuddled they are that I'm wearing golf, uh, not even golf flip flops, just regular flip flops. The ones I have say Corona on them. Like they're just average. You're going to have to get rid of those. I love it. It's it's free. Okay. Are they the thong flip flops or are they like the slides? They're thongs. No. Jesus You can grab (laughs) grab your toes around the the thong part. (laughs) Hey, we... I I am at a loss of words. Hey, we need to get him a pair of uh, of uh, spikes. Like you can buy a set of spikes to put on any shoe that you want to make them into golf shoes. They're like thirty bucks for a pack. We need to get some some spikes. We need put to them on get the him some tennis shoes. We'll buy it. I have a shoes. nice set of golf shoes actually that I've never worn. What well, size? Okay, so ten. Do you realize? Yeah, I might have to borrow them from you. You realize that you are losing so much. By wearing flip-flops and sliding around with every one of your swings. I don't know, man. You're looking at varsity high school golfer here. So <laughs> He did golf in high school. The flip-flops. So he must be a really good golfer now. Yeah. <laughs> golf in high school. You know what I mean? It's just like it It all comes together. Right. I also was in a, a dance skit in high school. I must be a really good dancer. You look like a DDR type of guy to me, Tyler. <laughs> Never played that in my life. No shit. Uh, I played on the mat once, not like an actual machine. Okay. But... 
That's pretty insane, Cody. Well, you know, I did grow up golfing a world-renowned nine-hole course. <laughs> par three, Yeah, right? we know. Was it, it a par not three? a par three. Okay. Re- refer par back three to six. episode four to find out all about Cody's golf career. Yes. Yep, varsity golf as Good a... Good stuff. Varsity golf as a senior. So in high school, did you golf in flip-flops? I did. No. Are you shitting I me? I did. No. During competition. I did. No, you didn't. Yes. Oh! What did your coach say? The coach did not like me. No shit. I did actually get kicked out of golf. Oh, <laughs> for the flip-flops. In ninth grade. So you were on varsity in ninth grade and then was, got kicked off? I did get kicked off. How many people total were on the team? Six. <laughs> but that's all the spots. Like, there's only six in varsity, six in JV. No, like total throughout the program. Oh, um, probably 25, 30. That's okay. a solid team. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a couple of backups, you know. So and it's not like I got, was just given the position. So where did this flip-flop obsession start? Where didn't you Gosh. decide that, like, hey, screw everyone else, I'm going to wear flip-flops? I, I think it's my dad. My dad does the same thing. My dad's a flip-flop golfer also. I think I just was like, hey, oh I'm just going to go with him golfing. And uh, you know, I think I just was there, and that's just what I had, and then I stuck with it. Have you ever tried golfing with regular shoes? Yes, I have. Two times in my whole life. How'd it go? Not bad, but it just like throws me off. I like to be closer to the ground. Oh, <laughs> closer to Mother Nature, more yeah. in tune with the ball. You know, I like that. I hey, am. maybe we should do a giveaway on the page of uh, Cody's brand new golf shoes he's never used before. <laughs> yeah. be I gotta find them first. I'm still like moving all my whole Dust life. Dust them off. Okay. okay, he's had them since ninth grade. He got them. <laughs> Actually, for, have he yeah. got them for breaking varsity? Like, hey, yeah. wear these, please, kid. Yeah. <laughs> they look just like regular Nike shoes. But they're like got golf. Uh, yep. Whatever they're called. We might have to break those babies out. Um, I am. I, or we might have to try golfing in flip flops. I would rather golf barefoot. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't do that. That's disgusting. That's why? so bad. I have a buddy why? that go- golfs barefoot and he's really good. Oh, yeah. So I've heard of a lot so of bad for you though. Why? The, the, the chemicals they put on the golf courses, so bad for your skin. Oh, oh and you're shit. not getting any chemicals on your feet wearing no, flip flops, are you? No, for sure. But there's a little bit extra layer of padding there. Oh my God. These like dollar store Corona flip flops that you, yes. you know, they were under ten dollars. They have a bottle opener. Can on you at least the top. get some <laughs> nice flip flops for this? Wow! Holy shit! I, just, I don't. I don't have your guys' this? money. I can't afford the nice flip flops. Wow, Cody! Now you can. Welcome to the crew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't need, Ryan. Like, no, how are you going to follow go- up flip flops? My golf shoes are Miles's old golf shoes that I found in one of his. <laughs> 10 don't, boxes don't filled with shit. He already knows. Okay, oh, he yeah. does know. Yeah, and he has a brand new pair, uh, of course. So I just took the... I, so I'm essentially working with hand-me-down golf shoes right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but your shoes, those are nice shoes. They're beautiful Please. shoes. They fit great. Yeah. Super comfortable. So, um, what, how? sorry, you, I'm just trying to figure out how the hell you're going to follow up flip-flops. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm just going to stop the segment right here. You gotta just like make I'm it. kidding. Okay. My number one superstition, Tyler. If I'm there's two sides of this right now, okay? If I'm buying the first drink for myself or for everyone else, my first drink on the golf course <laughs> is always a bloody Mary. <laughs> it's gotta be Tyler. From from hole number one. Now, if someone else is buying the beers and they just buy like a six pack of uh, uh whatever, I'll drink it. Okay. But if okay. I'm buying them by myself. Breakfast time, hole number one. Get the juices flowing. The five-hour energy is already in my system. So let's combat that a little bit with the Bloody Mary. <laughs> okay. 
I'm with it. I love Bloody Marys. Oh, man. Thank Gross. you. Thank you, Cody. I have nothing to say. The, the people know my stance on bloodies. What about a uh, uh, buddy Caesar? No, worse. Really? Yep. You get a chaser with it, though. Nope. You get a chaser of beer. Why don't you just drink the beer? Why don't I just eat my breakfast? Eat and drink my breakfast at the same time. Because that's disgusting. It's efficient. No, it's exactly. not. No, it's not. You have to pull it off a little ass stick. Make sure it doesn't drop into the bloody so your bun's all soaked. It's gross. We so don't get a burger on the bloody. Yeah, um, the a lot of places course. do. Not on golf courses. Oh, you got to you got to fish out your little smoky with the giant skewer. No, because the smoky's long enough; it sits at the top. It's disgusting. <laughs> you need to you need to touch up on your bloody mary the, knowledge. I stay away from them at all costs. I'm gonna buy. It. I would rather golf and flip flops than drink bloody marys ever. Not even just the golf course. What will Alex. it take for you to drink a bloody mary? Hundred dollars. Really? Yes. This is an unbelievable take by you. I hate. We've them been through this so how many much, times, and you still can't believe it. No, they're they're nasty. I think the jury is so split on Bloody Marys, though. You either love them or you hate them. There's nobody that's just half on Bloody Marys. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's like a weird division in the drinking world. There's no other drink like it. What's no, name another right. drink that's as divisive as Bloody Marys? IPAs. Hmm. But see, I'm half-baked on IPAs. Like, I'm not going to turn a free one down. I don't think they're... I don't like them that But you'll much. turn down a free Bloody Mary? Correct. Ten, how about 10 of them? Yeah. How about how about you'll turn down a Bloody Mary with like 10 beers for free to follow, but you have to drink the Bloody Mary first? <laughs> no, I don't want it. And then you don't want the 10 free beers? No. You'll just buy those yourself? No, I'd offer it to you. Like, hey, do you want this? No, nope, you have to drink it. That's no, the rule. I wouldn't take it. So you're just going to be sober on the golf course. I would rather be sober. Is it just the tomato aspect of it for you? And just the concept of putting fucking food into your tomato vodka. Have you ever had a, <laughs> have you ever had a beer and a spear? I don't. I, I have. I'm not a big fan of it. I don't mind it. That's another one that I'm half-baked on. <clears throat> what I, about a Bloody Maria? This, this argument. What the fuck is that? What is that? It's, instead of vodka, it's tequila. That sounds worse somehow. It's I, okay, good. if you presented me with like Tyler, you're gonna die if you either drink this Bloody Mary or Bloody Maria. I'm drinking the Bloody Mary. That sounds so bad. <laughs> what do I need to do to hundred dollars? I'll split it. I want to watch it. <laughs> I'd rather drink another dog brew. Really, dude, you are so delusional right now. I when it comes hate to this. Bloody Mary so much. I've had maybe three in my life, and I've taken the first few sips and then given it away every single time. Um, I was at a Vikings game, and they have like $25 Bloody Marys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My uncle went and got me one because I bought him the tickets, and he's like, here you go. Thank you so much, and I just gave it back to him. <laughs> I was like, I love you, Uncle Sean. I'm That's glad. like returning a Christmas gift. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, God. But they, they hook it up at the Vikings games. Yeah, well, like you got the, a bunch of stuff. That's on the that one thing. where they put like a freaking chicken wing yes. and a, a hamburgers on there. Freaking ice cream cone yeah. on the skewer. Dripping into your tomato vodka. <laughs> Gross. I cannot believe you. I mean, I don't know why. I've said it a million times. I'm going to drink so many Bloody Marys this summer. Okay. Right in front of you. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. You drink whatever you want. And then I'm going to beat you. I mean, that's going to happen quite a bit. But not every single time. We're gonna get you to drink a Bloody Mary. Yeah, give me a hundred dollars and nope, I'll drink one. Something else. 
It's going to be something else. Have you guys ever heard of a clear beer on the golf course? No. Like people will buy you a beer and slip a shot of vodka in there also. No shit. To like you cannot taste it at all. Really? But it's called being clear beard. And we do that always in like scramble tournaments to kind of like throw off the other teams. Ooh. Clear beer them. Because remember, Tyler, we talked about the perfect beer to golf ratio. If you're you think you're drinking one up. beer yeah. and you put a shot of vodka in there, it's that's, game over. That's why the Fitbit would be like, hey, bro, <laughs> there was something in that. Yeah. That was a little extra. You drank more than I told you to. What are you doing? And then you're like, oh, they clear beer. You have a little bottle of like, you know, those pH testers for like hot tubs. You have a little, you <laughs> stick it in your, in your beer, beer. And like, yes, there's vodka in here. You stare at him. You son of a bitch. It's just I'm, easy to do because it's always sitting in your cart. Yeah. You know? So you could slip it in at any point. I'm going to test it every time. I'm going to go. Uh, drugging their drinks with vodka. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to go. Uh, the the first time we get out, I'm going half. I'm, I said, give me the biggest glass you got. I'm going half Bloody Mary, half beer. See, that sounds more appealing to me than just the regular Bloody, but I still don't want it. I know, but I'm combining that one something would, good that with something only, that you think is bad. That would only cost me 50 bucks to drink. Really? A super watered down Bloody Mary with, if it's half Bloody Mary, half beer, only 50 bucks. If it's all beer, if it's a quarter dollars. Bloody Mary and then the rest beer is twenty five bucks, Mm-mm. really, the Wait. equation changes. <laughs> I my prices are in bulk. The lower the Bloody Mary, the mm-hmm. higher the lower the price. Yeah, I I charge it's reverse bulk pricing. You're unbelievable. <laughs> it'd be it'd be forty dollars for a quarter. You are an unbelievable human. Thanks. When it comes to Bloody Marys. We got to wrap this podcast up. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening into episode 15. Cody, welcome to the Breakfast Ball. Thank you. Uh, double bogey show, Breakfast Ball brand in general. We're glad to have you here. Uh, guys, we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember, if you haven't seen the Tiger documentary, part one is out now. You have to go check it out. And uh, we'll be in doing, the meantime... We'll be doing part two next week. So if you want to... I know you had to play catch up this week, but yep. if you want to get ahead of the game, part two next Monday yep. or next Tuesday. You could just binge it all next weekend too. Yep. Um, also, make sure you make yourself a nice, cold, thick Bloody Mary while you're watching the Tiger documentary. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for episode 16. Love you. Hell, that's a breakfast ball.